villagers, get ready. Here's Miss T with a word designed with you in mind. Hello, listeners. This is Tanisha Baker thanking you for tuning in to today's edition of Talking with T, the show that hits the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of what you need to know to stay engaged, educated, empowered, encouraged, and of course, entertained. With trending topics, noted news, interviews, new music, and much, much more. Today is April 2nd, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, singer Tracy Braxton, younger sister of Tony Braxton, also reality TV and radio personality, as well as the late legendary soulful R&B singer Marvin Gaye, who actually died on April 1st when he was shot and killed by his own father. Your birthday also happens to fall on National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day. On this date in 1984, Coach John Thompson of Georgetown University becomes the first black coach to win the NCAA basketball tournament. As we have entered into the month of April, this month is recognized as the National Month of Hope. You're encouraged not only to have hope, but to offer hope to someone else. It is also National Autism Awareness Month, National Child Abuse Awareness Month, Keep America Beautiful Month, National Volunteer Month, National Poetry Month, and National Jazz Appreciation Month, among other observances that you'll just have to Google for yourself. To include National Cannabis Awareness Month. Now, the cannabis plant has been a constant companion of the human race for more than 10,000 years with a rich history of medicinal, spiritual, and practical usage. It's a new month, so y'all know that means it's time for a new theme. For the month of April, the theme will be Don't Be Foolish. The Bible warns us about calling people fools, so let me be clear. My intention is not to call anyone a fool, but to actually refer to foolish things people may do. To kick off the theme, It is foolish to argue with someone who is foolish. Stop going back and forth with people trying to convince them of logic if they are in an illogical state. When someone crosses that line to ridiculous, don't cross the street with them. Stay on your same side of reasoning and just let them be. If you continue to engage in the foolishness, then you'll drive yourself just as crazy as they already are. For today's happy highlights, I would like to lift up a story out of Nevada where Chrissy Mae Cagney spent 10 years struggling with addiction. And now that she has been five years sober, she is helping hundreds more with their own recovery. Cagney is the sole owner of Black Iron Gym in Sparks, Nevada. She founded the facility three years ago as a means of creating a community of people who can support each other and overcome their addiction through exercise and group fitness. Cagney said that when she was struggling with her addiction, she went through countless rehabilitation programs and saw a plethora of therapists and counselors. And while those methods work well for some people, something she never had was a safe place where she knew she could be and stay sober. So during her years of using, she said the gym seemed to be the only thing with the power to pull her away. She also firmly believes that fitness and lifting can act as a treatment for substance abuse problems. 
Another happy highlight I'd like to share today is about former FSU football star Myron Rowe, who epitomizes the term student-athlete. He just landed a neurosurgery residency at Harvard. He earned a Rhodes Scholarship while at FSU and deferred his NFL career for a year while earning a Master's in Medical Anthropology at Oxford University. Now this is the type of African-American role model our boys can look up to. Let's move right into our Monday Minute Quick Bits of trending news and hot topics. China has announced it's rolling out new tariffs on 128 U.S. products. It is reported that those additional duties are in retaliation to President Donald Trump's new taxes on steel and aluminum imported into the U.S. A recently released video shows a Sacramento sheriff's vehicle hitting a woman during a Stephon Clark protest and driving away. This classifies as a hit and run. I don't care who's behind the wheel. Now, President Trump didn't take an Easter break from Twitter because he declared Sunday that there would be no deal to legalize the status of undocumented immigrants known as dreamers and threatened to exit the North American Free Trade Agreement unless Mexico increases border security. Retail group Hudson Bay on Sunday disclosed that it was the victim of a security breach that compromised data on payment cards used at Saks Fifth Avenue and Lorton Taylor stores in North America. At least one person has died in Illinois following a recent rash of hospitalizations of people who have used synthetic pot and then experienced severe bleeding, according to the state health officials. Volunteer constable shoots a black motorist in South Carolina. The shooting occurred during a traffic stop and has raised questions about the state's training and oversight of these volunteer law enforcers. Fortunately, the driver survived his wounds. You can read the details of this story as well as others on the Talking With T website under today's show tab. TMZ reports that Toni Braxton has sided with her sister Tamar, who is on the Sex and Cigarettes tour with her, and dropped Tracy from the schedule. Now, sources claim that Tamar is upset with Tracy and her other sisters for attacking her estranged husband, Vince Herbert. On Thursday, the rapper Fabulous turned himself in after it was reported that he allegedly hit his girlfriend, Emily B., who was on Love & Hip Hop. According to court documents obtained by NorthJersey.com, the rap star punched her in the face seven times, knocking out two front teeth. Laura Lynn Cross a 37-year-old teacher in Akron, Ohio, has been accused of having a baby with her black foster son. Now, according to News 5 in Cleveland, she somehow convinced his mother she was not able to care for him. So in 2015, Cross resigned from the school and was granted, quote, partial parental custody. And the teenager moved into her home so she could, quote, mentor him. The report also says the teen's father said he raised concerns to both the high school officials and the police as early as 2012 when his son was a freshman, but no charges were filed. In December of 2015, the teacher gave birth to a son, which was fathered by the boy, and she gave the child up for adoption. 
and the boy to teenager who she's been dealing with. He was 17 at the time. Originally, the teenager refused to cooperate with police and the teacher was only arrested when the father recorded his son confessing about this relationship with his former teacher. The father submitted the audio to the police. Now, it took two years, actually August 2017, for her to be charged with the counts of sexual battery. But now, Cross has pled guilty to sexual battery charges and will be sentenced on May 24th as she is facing up to 21 years in prison. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T. Professor J and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, here to talk with us today. And I hope the two of you had a blessed Easter Sunday. How was it? It was wonderful, as always. Good food, good fun, good family. (sighs) He just filled with all kind of goodness. Yes, yes. Well, I'm glad you filled with the goodness on this day. And also glad you were able to travel to Knoxville and hope you make it there safely so you can get back to work. When were you going back? Tomorrow or what? Damn. Damn. Oh, we can't talk about it on the air? 
You feel something in your throat? Not feeling well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. You <laughs> affecting your allergies and such. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> elevation and all of that, you know, sinuses, all of those things. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> Pam, you go to OBC? Right. Yeah, I went to OBC today, and it was a packed house. You know, OBC already sits. 1500 but they had to open up the, I would say, the gates to the additional right. seating because it was so crowded. I didn't even get a chance to fall out today because it was too many people getting like a domino effect. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you know, wow. so people went to the, to, it was like 300 people at the office. I went up there, I probably would butt my head or stuff. I, I couldn't even fall out today. And then not only did I not get to fall out, but I had a, quite a misfortune trying to get to the restroom, so. What? What happened? Did you make it? I'm, you have accident? No. What happened? <laughs> I was trying to get to the restroom, and the young lady at the door said, you can't go out. It's altar call. Okay, I understand that. You know, it's altar call, but I'm on medication. I got to use bathroom. So I go on to the door because I don't think that you can hold me hostage in church. This is church, right? And God understands that I got to pee, okay? So... I go to the door, and she grabs my wrist like, you're not going nowhere. Uh, I'm thinking, oh, it's just about to be a Potter House episode. Uh, you know what? Oh, <laughs> she grabs your wrist, Pam. Yeah, she grabs my wrist like, you can't, you know, you can't go anywhere. And so I'm just looking at her. I just gave her a look, and I guess I look like I'm, I saved, but. Something you cannot hold people. I love my church. I love Pastor Arnold. But you can't hold people in church doing no kind of, if you got to go to the bathroom, you got to go to the bathroom. Okay, I understand it's off the call. And they shoot like this pastor's orders. Okay, I understand that. But people have to go to the restroom. You cannot make people stay here while they, if anybody's been over, see the off the call could last until Monday morning. Can't <laughs> hear that long. Call into my job. I can't come in because I'm still trying to go to the bathroom because it's off the call. You should have told her, look, you better let me out of here. It's going to be a, a, a baptism service. <laughs> right. <laughs> but other than that, it was a good service. Uh, you know, Resurrection uh, Sunday. Ain't that right, Jay? <laughs> yes, Resurrection Sunday, yes. So, yes, and yeah. I, I'm good professor. always has a lot of knowledge for us, especially when it comes to biblical references or events. And I know... Last week, you hinted toward the importance of Easter Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. For those of us who are followers of Christianity, we know that uh, traditionally, this is the time that we celebrate the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He died, as the old Baptist preacher said, and, you know, that's up to theological debate. The Baptist preacher would tell you that he died on Friday, stayed in the grave all night Friday, all day Saturday, all night Saturday, but early Sunday morning he got up. How, when how when he get up, Jay? When he get up, Jay? Early, early Sunday morning. And how he get up? What he have? All power in his hand. Mm. Yes, sir. Well, I understand. Well, look, let's just jump right into the news. We won't, We don't want to delay you, Jay, if you're not feeling well. Um, you know, it looks like Sacramento is still protesting the shooting of Stephon Clark, the black man who was shot in his grandmother's yard while holding his white cell phone that police thought to be, at least they said it was, a gun. 
Now, it really got amped up after the recent autopsy release showed Clark getting shot seven times in the back. While I'm on the topic, I just want to say this. I'm going to put my two cents in right now. Stephon Clark has had some run-ins with the law. We understand that. But keep in mind, the officers didn't know who he was or what type of criminal history he had. That being said, this is in my opinion, because it's talking with T, so I'm going to share what I think right back now. Stephon Clark could have been anybody's son or father. Also, in this country, there is a judicial process that ends in the death penalty. And I don't think that consequences should be issued without due process, meaning I don't think the officers should have the ability to kill somebody just willy-nilly. And I do understand being a police officer has to be a difficult job. I know that they often put themselves in harm's way, but something has to be done, whether it be better training, different protocols, some kind of procedures. They need to be mandated to prevent incidents like this and then Numerous other stories we've learned about where officers shoot and kill people before the suspect ever has the opportunity for a defense. And often, a black man loses his life due to death by an officer without any proof of a crime or even making a direct threat. So I just want people to understand it's bigger than Stephon as an individual. This is an issue that continues to surface in the news. It doesn't matter what kind of past he had. What we're talking about is what happened in that moment while he was holding a cell phone. I don't think it was worth losing his life over. Still open season on black men, but what's been most heart-wrenching to me with this whole situation is not just the grief shown by the citizens of Sacramento, but even the various interviews and video clips that I have seen uh, where his brother has been in the media speaking out against uh, Stephon Clark's death. And you can clearly see that uh, he's having a very difficult time processing his grief while at the same time trying to rally the support of the community and, you know, uh, trying to get everyone together so that his brother's death won't necessarily just be another shooting, that perhaps even something good could possibly come out of this tragedy. You know, he's mentioned about how the city of Sacramento needs to make sure that there are centers for the youth and all these other resources. So there, there's a bit of a of, of a of a, a an emotional strain here, so to speak, if that makes yeah. sense. Not only was the killings uncalled for, but even more shady was the fact that the police officers, uh, you can hear them clearly say, turn the audio off on the camera. Now, why would you want the audio off and the mm. camera switched around if you're not guilty of anything? They never knew what he had. They didn't acknowledge him or what they saw in his hands or anything. You know, mm-hmm. it, it looks like a gun or it may be a gun. We thought it was a gun. I mean, which one was it? Right. Well, at the end of the day, this young man um, is gone. You know, father of two, and as Jay said, it's emotionally draining, and it's an emotional strain on the family as they try to deal with their grief and bring awareness to the issue. So, yeah. Well, while I'm on that, let me talk about a California nurse by the name of Faith Lincecum, and I'm not sure about the pronunciation, and I'm not sure that that matters. But anyway, we'll just call her Nurse Faith. 
She plans to sue the person who put a spotlight on her social media post. Now, you know social media is fair game. But anyway, she had put a post up about Stephon Clark, which led to her getting fired, and in my opinion, it should have. According to News One, she is suing Sacramento activist Christina Ortega, who was disgusted when she saw her comment about Clark on Facebook. And then after she found out that Nurse Faith worked at the hospital, she was concerned that she was trusted to care of people of color. And she said that insurance dollars paid her salary and that she posted that Facebook page, including the girl's photograph, talking about Nurse Faith, photograph, and three of her posts. And in these posts, basically, she had said that Stephon Clark was stupid and deserved to be shot. So I don't know how this lawsuit is supposed to go. You know, I like I said, social media, in my opinion, is fair game. So I don't know how she's going to sue Christina for sharing it with everybody. Right. And if she's a medical professional, then she is bound by virtue of her profession to care for those uh, who are in her charge, regardless of the ethnicity, if, you know, memory serves me correctly, uh, isn't that one of the, the, the oaths that medical professionals have to take, you know, when you put aside your personal opinions, your personal differences, right. to make sure that you take care of, 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 again, those who are in your charge. If you Stephon Clark was stupid, then she is indeed stupid uh, to post such things, and she deserves whatever's coming to her. All right. Yeah, these comments come from people that have no idea what it's like to be a black male in America at this point, you know, and with me and Tanisha being mothers of black males and Jay being a black male himself, you know, we can't even talk to our young boys about the birds and the bees because we have to tell them other things that they need to take that they cannot do now. You don't don't play your music too loud. You can't have a cell phone in your hand. You can't have any Skittles or Arizona in your hand. You know, you can't talk this way. You can't wear your hair that way. You can't dress this way. It's just a lot more them. And these Comments come from people who have no idea what it's like to be a black person in America. It don't even have to be a black male. They are hunted down, and the women aren't far behind either because you have all these cases of women getting killed for no reason. Look at Sandra Bland. Exactly. You own it. You're telling the truth, Pam. I'm going to move on to Texas mega church pastor, Kirby John Caldwell. He stands accused of using his influence to lure vulnerable and elderly people into a financial scheme that caused some of them to lose their life savings. The report said that he defrauded people out of millions of dollars using obsolete Chinese bonds. Well, I'm assuming his scheming and conniving caught up with him because the federal grand jury has handed a 13-count indictment charging Caldwell and Gregory Allen Smith, who was a his partner and a financial planner from Louisiana. I'm telling you, that story just ticked me off thinking about how he took advantage of these people. Right, and he has a very successful ministry from what I was able to find out uh, prior to reporting today's show, and he seemed to, uh, up to now, have been a very respected uh, pastor, very respected preacher within his denomination. So, again, I'm interested to see how this plays out. And, you know, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot. Did we have this 
many accounts. I don't recall growing up where we had all these issues with pastors. Do y'all recall any, like, when we were younger and growing up? Because we all grew up in the church. Right. This is where like every week is something different. Well, now there were some things that I can recall that occurred over the years. I think the difference is, just like with everything else, this this a shooting unarmed black men isn't new either. But in the world of quick access to news stories and social media, I think we find out about it more. People have a platform to share these stories. Right. So I think that might have something to do with it. But I, w- I would like to believe he's innocent. I, I think the cards are stacked against him. And like I said, the fact that he took advantage of the elderly and and how do you not have a conscience or just feel guilty or even human taking somebody's life saving? What was that guy who was in the news a few years back who did that? Ended up in jail. They made a movie about him. Uh, uh, he had like a Ponzi scheme. Reverend uh, Lonnie Lewis, uh, Martin. No, girl. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about <laughs> You know what? We're not going to do this tonight. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I was talking about, Jay, li- listeners, uh, y'all probably remember it better than I can, and I see Pam is not any help. But basically it was a big right. case, and there was a Ponzi scheme, and he had swindled multiple people out of millions and millions of dollars. And he went to jail. They did a movie about it. Anyway, but you know who I'm talking about, Jay, right? Uh, it, it, It's very vaguely. So, you know, listen. Yeah, well, you I'm going to have to look it up. If you can help both Tanisha and I out, you know, <laughs> time in. we both had senior moments for a minute here. So, yeah. I don't remember. She doesn't remember. Surely somebody out there talking with T. Land remembers. Right, right. I really do know what you're talking about. I really do know what you're talking about. But I can't remember the name. Or, and I know we talked about it before. Right, right. Well, my point is that these swindlers are out there and taking advantage of people for millions of dollars before they're caught. And the sad thing is that often people are not able to recoup their loss. So it's unfortunate. Well, what about this woman who has been given five years in prison for illegally voting? She said she didn't know she was ineligible. And she said she really didn't want to go vote anyway. She only went because her mother had encouraged her to. And her attorney said, you know, why would she do it? What benefit does she have by doing that? Like, if you knew by me voting this one time, it's going to put me in prison for five years, who would do that? So what had happened, she was a convicted felon because five years earlier, she pled guilty to tax fraud and was ordered to pay $4.2 million in restitution. She was also sentenced to five years in prison as well as three years of supervised release. She said she didn't realize she was committing another felony by voting. And Texas prohibits anyone convicted of a felony from voting and only allows them to vote once they have entirely finished their sentence, including probation, parole, supervised release, any of that. So in Texas, it's a second-degree felony to vote in an election in which you know you are not eligible. It might be that way in other states, too. I don't know, but 
five years of her life, you know, for this seems a little excessive to me. I don't know what y'all think. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. Go ahead, Pam. Yeah, that is—I um, don't know—that is just crazy to me, especially because she was like she didn't want to. She said her mother was like, "Grab your keys, let's go. You got to vote." And she went and voted, not thinking, but for to violate her parole and sentence her to five years for voting and they're labeling it as voting fraud. I mean, that's that's. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. She didn't pick up no real charge. You know what I mean? Right, right. And so to I go know. to prison, if they tell you, oh, you about to go to prison for five years, I would say, well, let me go out and do something if I'm going to do five years. That's crazy. Yeah. For voting fraud. There have been other cases where some people have not been sentenced. They have fined them or just extended their probation, but they didn't send them five years in prison. That's Jay, you you take it off from this point because I'm at a loss of words. I I can't. I can't. I can't. I well, <laughs> since Jay is unable, I just want to uh, thank the two of you as always for joining us this week, this first Monday in April. And I don't know if y'all know yet or if I shared that the theme this month is don't be foolish. And so I started off talking about, you know, I'm not going to call anybody a fool. But there are things that are just foolish and things that people do that might fall under that characteristic of being foolish. And I was just wondering if the two of you had any input. Had you seen, witnessed, heard about those foolish things that people do? Well, you know, yesterday was April Fool's Day, but it was also Easter. So, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully everyone has paid his or her rent or put his or her rent money aside because if you spend all your coins on your Easter outfit, mm, that was foolish. You paid your rent, that's mm. foolish. Okay, I hear you. Right, you know, New Jordans came out on Saturday and um, I've seen several people ask for rides to go get them to the mall to go pick up their shoes and I was thinking, hmm. hmm. That's kind of foolish. I'm mean, going to teach his own, but Jordan's are like two, two fifty. Mm-hmm. And you had to catch a ride mm-hmm. to go get them. Yep. Mm. Or even, or even worse, you got them new Jordans, but you send that in the rain with no umbrella. Oh, waiting on the bus. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. People, we're not trying to be judgmental, but we just saying that seems foolish to us, you know. And I, I got a post on social media actually today, and we invite the listeners or those that follow Talking with T to share their thoughts or ideas about things that they think are foolish. Y'all got anything else? Foolish is embezzle financial aid money from a university, but you go get a coat from Ross. You and know, you post all up on Instagram like you, like you, uh, IG's next top model. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> For those right. of you that don't know who she's referring to, Pam, go ahead and spill the beans now. You don't hit the surface of the story, so let, don't let everybody know what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I can't recall what's the name. I don't I can't remember his name. I can't think of his name either. You know, we, we're just doing awful with names today, but it basically, there was a student, right? who committed some type of fraud or embezzlement or misuse of financial right, aid. So financial that he could, aid. Tyrone Hankerson, Jr. Okay. 
Tyrone decides, I guess he wanted to break into the modeling business, so he used the financial aid fund to, I guess, get his wardrobe, and he's taking all of these pictures and posting them on social media in his new attire. So, yes, we think it's foolish to do that. One, he needs to be somewhere applying that money to his education so he can get some type of degree because breaking into the modeling industry isn't easy. And if you see his picture, uh, he, he might have a long road ahead of him as he tries to do such. <laughs> Listen, it, it, it apparently doesn't take much to rip the runway on Instagram these days. He was stunning on the people to let him tell it. Oh, really? Uh, well, I guess that's out of my lane. I, mean, I don't know a lot about that. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying. Mm. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up for this bit. And as always, I've enjoyed the two of you and can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. Before I close the show today, I have a local announcement for Knoxville, Tennessee. All teens ages 12 and up are invited to audition for the Love is the Answer Community Showcase. Auditions will be held on April 7th and 14th from 4 to 7 p.m. The showcase will be on April 28th at 6 p.m. There will be multiple prizes awarded, including a top prize of $100. All talents are welcome. To sign up, you need to contact Felicia Utsi at 865-293-7437. Again, that's 865-293-7437. And I will have the flyer posted on my website for more information. We discuss many topics on Talking With T. And if you would like to share your thoughts and opinions, call 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you. We still want to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes. So if you would like to make a nomination, Visit www.talkingwitht.com. I also want to continue to spotlight local or rising artists. Once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com. You can find the links to many of the stories we share and discuss on the website. Also remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember that you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time through Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. New shows will continue to drop each and every Monday. However you choose to listen to the show, remember to leave your comments and reviews. This will help us out tremendously. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. A foolish woman keeps talking. A wise woman understands the power of her words as well as her silence. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Teeth.